Welcome to the Disneyland Forever Podcast, your source for all things from the happiest place on earth. For more updates, make sure that you follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Disneyland Forever, and you can check out our website, DisneylandForever.com. Hello, everyone. It's Jordan and Daniel. And uh, this week, we wanted to talk with you guys all about these Disneyland After Dark events. Maybe you've heard about some of them. We had the opportunity, what was it, like two or three weeks ago now? Something like that. Yeah. Um, that we were able to go to the Star Wars Night Disneyland After Dark event. And they've become a popular thing in the last few years. Disney has really been pushing them as new, like, after-hour events that you can go to, especially ticketed events. And so uh, we just wanted to talk, talk about our experience that we've had with them. And keep in mind, this is going to be really specific to Star Wars Night. And there have been several of them. But we'll talk with you guys about what we did like about them, what we didn't like about it, and then this can help you make a decision, because especially lately, Disney, have you noticed that Disney has really been pushing this, the latest one, the Grad Night Reunion event, the same place at the end of June? Yes, and it's not sold out yet. Not even <laughs> close, I don't think. It sounds interesting, but, you know. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. We'll get started from there. So I want to start off with, in case you're wondering, what is Disneyland After Dark? These are specially ticketed, separately ticketed events that take place after dark, like the name suggests. It's not exclusively in Disneyland. Some of them are in Disneyland. Some of them are in California Adventure. They started doing this, I think, back in like 2019. I remember seeing some of them. I remember they had an 80s night in 2019 that I was really sad we couldn't go. Um, But they're reviving it. And in the 2022 season, they've had these events going on. They're kind of a little bit like the Halloween party in the fact that you have to buy a ticket. It takes place after dark and um, there's special things going on with it. But the one thing that these things all have in common, I guess not just one thing, but the things they have in common, they always have a theme. There's always like special offerings going on, lots of characters or photo ops, lots of food, and that they advertise that the wait times can be shorter for select attractions. This year they've had Sweetheart's Night, which was around Valentine's Day, and they had, what was the other one? Oh, Villain's Night. People were really excited about Villain's Night, and then Star Wars Night, and the next one coming up is the Grad Night Reunion um, that they're going to be doing. So, like I said, we've only been to the... Star Wars Night. That one was in Disneyland. I think Villains Night was in California Adventure. But... um, And of course we went to the premium one, so it was even more money. (laughs) Because it was during the Star Wars... Celebration. celebration. The Star Wars celebration. We'll talk about... We'll talk about money. (laughs) All things money. (laughs) Um... But they they are separately ticketed, and um, they don't just happen on one night. They have multiple events. Like, I think there were three Star Wars nights, and we went to the last one. So that's what a Disneyland After Dark event is. Typically, they sell out pretty fast, (laughs) Um, like we mentioned for uh, the Grad Night Reunion. That one's not Not yet. yet. No. Um, Perhaps Disney should tell us what they're what it's going to be. That might help. They, should, they <laughs> recently shared a lot of information. Finally, finally about what it was going to after entail. they already put them on sale. <laughs> it had been on sale for a while. <laughs> they finally did that. Uh, but I, maybe it's also the themes. 
the theme. Because, I mean, like, that 80s night that they did back in 2019, that was really cool because they had... They turned the Fantasyland Theater back into Videopolis, that nightclub. It was originally a nightclub hmm. when it was first built called Videopolis, like a teen nightclub. And they reverted it back to that for the 80s night. And I would have given anything to go to that. That would have been so awesome. Uh, Sweetheart's Night was pretty well attended. People really loved Villains Night. Uh, Star Wars Night, obviously, was a big deal. Um, so let's start talking about what we actually did like about... Um, the Star Wars night. So Dan, why don't you get us started with the first one there? So we're huge Star Wars fans. We love it. We have lots of costumes. We have lots of merchandise. So we're like, yes, this is going to be so cool. And so it's technically started at nine. Disneyland closed at eight. Uh, so there was a little bit of overlap. Why there was a gap, I don't know. Don't know. Uh, we could have gotten in at six. We flew in that night, so we were a little late. But Oh, yeah, with any of the ones, you can get in a, a little, little early. Which is one perk, that. so if you don't have uh, a park reservation or a ticket that day, that's you can get in a little bit early. It's great for Magic Key holders, because we had used up all of our um, reservations for yeah. our Magic Key, but then this was something extra. So we knew that there would be meet and greets and we knew there would be food and we knew that there would be um you could go on rides that's about all we knew so we go in there we look at the um the pamphlet the map (laughs) whatever it's called (laughs) that you get and it showed all the exclusive food that they had that night so we're like that's cool and one good thing was they had some of the food in multiple locations so that it just in case you had a long line or something. Like you could the go, Snacky Mac. The Snacky Mac, which is amazing. That's like the little macaroon that um, Baby Yoda eats yep. in The Mandalorian. And um, so they had multiple locations. Most of them, maybe like 70% of them, you could do mobile order. And you could also order them early. So once you got in the park, you go in there and then you select your time and it just says the time sometime after nine. Um, they did have um, where you could go to the French Market. Is that the one we went to with where you sat down? Oh, the table service? Yeah. Uh, Cafe Orleans. Oh, Cafe Orleans, yeah. Uh, so you could go to Cafe Orleans, and um, they had tapas. So you technically they had labeled make, as tapas. Yeah, some of them were huge. <laughs> but um, the, the food in general was really, really good. Um, we tried a lot of different sample things, um, and clearly a lot of them were only for that event. Some weren't. You could see that they were just trying to Star Wars-ify it, but yeah. <laughs> but in general, the food was really good. I mean, there was that Dathomirian uh, cannelloni at the French market. Speaking of the French market you brought up, um, that was so good. Like this chicken and shrimp cannelloni and like this tomato sauce. I don't even know. Which I, I have no idea how they, they're, these are only a couple of nights, how they're getting all this food and making it just for, yeah. just for short. But it was, it was really cool food. It, it was really, really good. Um, it was worthwhile. Uh, the, <laughs> he has written down here, the ideas of meet and greets. Actually, it is really, really cool. One of the big, biggest things about these Disneyland After Dark events is that they advertise that you can see characters that you wouldn't normally see, or maybe they're just in costumes that you don't normally see them in. So for Star Wars Night, 
you obviously had the normal ones like Ray and Chewie and Kylo Ren and Darth Vader and the stormtroopers that you can see on a regular basis, but they also had Figrin Dan and the Modal Nodes, the Cantina band playing out in the rivers of America. They had the Tuscan Raiders, the Sand People, <laughs> and then, and then uh, the Jawas. You could meet R two D two, C three PO, Ahsoka Tano. Um, and they even had some of the characters from Star Wars Rebels. So since these are going to be people who are big Star Wars fans, they're going to know the animated series Star Wars Rebels. And so they had all of those there too, which would, it was a really good idea. And people loved that. And that was something that we were really, really excited about. So yeah, when we, we got it. the map, we saw, oh, you could go to all these different locations. And we were so excited. So uh, the next thing is the fireworks. They almost always have, well, if it's in Disneyland, <laughs> a a special fireworks display. If it's not fireworks, they have some sort some of, sort spe- of special nighttime thing that yeah that's exclusive for that night. So there was a Star Wars themed fireworks show. It was really cool. It was. Kind of, I mean, people complained it was short, but like it was really really good yeah, the, to deal with it. The the uh, after dark events do have shorter fireworks shows when they the ones we've been to. But it makes sense. But they're yeah. I mean, they're not going to spend a whole bunch of money trying to choreograph all these things for the ones they do. Every night. They like only did this three times. Yeah. So. so it's it's cool that they even do one at all with different music and different theming. So yeah. obviously they because this is Disney and they're wanting to make a lot of money, they also had exclusive merchandise that was specific to the event, which was cool. Um they didn't ever do as great a job advertising that, I feel. But one thing that we did love is like for Magic Key holders, they had these special buttons, like pins that you could get that were different for every night of the event. And ours had Wicket, the cutest Ewok on the planet. <laughs> so he was very, very excited about getting the Ewok button. Um, so yeah, at uh, Galaxy's Edge, they had some shirts that were exclusive-ish, or at least they premiered that day. And then some Ahsoka Tano um, clothing that was only available that night, and those sold out. That's so. true, they did. Um, and so we, we we knew there would be rides, but we thought it would just literally be Rise of the Resistance, Smuggler's Run, Star Tours, probably that would and be And then Hyperspace Mountain, because that was going Mountain, on. Right. Uh, but no, it's, uh, and this has been every time we've gone to one of these night events, they have pretty much everything open if you wanted to go on we teacups on, or yeah, small we went world, on Alice in Wonderland. You walk on to most rides, so um, that is one benefit. Um so that yeah, there's no lines, but the event was 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. So only four hours. You gotta squeeze everything in. Yeah, so. squeeze everything in. So this is where we start getting into things that we. Those are things that we loved about it. But now we're gonna get into things that we didn't so much enjoy. And he's already mentioned. Dan's already mentioned a lot about yeah, the length. It's, it's hard not to talk about things we didn't like, which uh. is very sad because we love Star Wars. Yes, that, I think that's part of it is that we just came into it as these high expectations and it just didn't meet them, but. Um, I mean, part of it, the event is only officially only four hours long. We were there, we got in there like just after seven, I think. So we were there for five hours, six hours. Yeah. I can't do math right now. We, I mean, if you get there at six and you do some of the rides, but then you're also overlapping with people who are still there from their park reservation. So it is kind of a crazy time. During the mix-in, it gets real crazy. I I, honestly, I don't know why. And they've done it in the past where they close the park at like six or seven. So I don't understand the trying to kick everyone out at eight and then it doesn't start till nine. So there was that one hour weird time where they would check wristbands, but not like religiously until after nine. You could get food, you could go on rides, but they didn't start any of the 
like official Star Wars activities. So yet. honestly, they should have started at like seven or eight, in my opinion, then get or at least have it go longer. But um, so we saw all these amazing uh, characters that you could only see during this event. So we're like, okay, let's go meet. I want to meet uh, Ray, and I want to meet R two D two, and I want to meet the Jawas. Ahsoka Tano. <laughs> he wanted to meet Ahsoka Tano. So we go to one. We we went. We stood um, by. Uh, the main street, um, like by the firehouse there. And there was, there was already a long line. We're like, okay, well, we'll wait a little bit and see. And the characters didn't come out for a while. And then the fireworks were supposed to be happening. So we're like, okay, we'll just come back later. And there was already a long line. So we didn't get to meet Ahsoka Tano then. Later we tried to meet, or I wanted to meet the Jawas and the Tusken Raiders. The, the lines moved so incredibly slow and... I waited for the Tusken Raiders for 45 minutes. So that's almost a fourth of the entire night. It was cool. Uh, and I do like, I love meeting Disney characters where they spend time with you. They interact with you. It's really cute. But like there were so many people there, you could only meet one or two, or if you wanted to waste your entire night, just meeting people, maybe four, that's it. That's all you would have been able to do. I as I was watching um, the Tuscan Raiders while you were waiting in line for them, and I appreciated that they wanted to make an experience for everybody that came up. So I mean, there were some people that were probably spending, I think, a little bit more time than they should have with them, but it was having a special moment that that was what they wanted to be in line for, and I understand that. But I mean, I if I wanted if I desperately wanted to meet Ahsoka Tano, and if I had one if I had done that, I would have had to have wait. Wait over an hour, yeah, at least an hour. It was and the, over, the was line was cut off. Yeah, they cut it off by like before midnight. Yeah, the line was cut off before midnight, and the event went until one because they knew this line's already going to take an hour. It was cool because like with the Jawas and the Tuscan Raiders, they had three of them, but they would kind of circle cycle out. So one would go. Backstage. There was always someone there, but then yeah, there would always be. But with the Ahsoka Tano, with uh, Captain Rex, with um, Ezra Bridger they would come out for their whatever 15-minute things just like any other character. And, 20 then, minutes. and then they would go out. And so you'd, there would be this long line still. It, I don't know. It was just it was, it was was fairly poorly planned in my thought. If they're only at four hours, like have a couple of them or something. So It was just kind of frustrating. It was or frustrating. more of them. I don't, I don't really know what the answer would be there. If it would be get more characters out or if it would be... I, I, I'm just it was nice certain. they were spaced out all over the park, which helped a little bit, but... It was just really frustrating because yeah. we wanted to meet more people. If you if you don't mind, and some of the other bloggers and people on YouTube showed pictures, they would just walk by. So you could see them. You could see all the we people. We saw Ewoks. <laughs> we saw R2. We but we saw did Ahsoka. not interact with many of them or most of them. No. So. Um, and then this next point, we brought up a lot that it was just too short in general. Especially it, we paid $175. It was for four hours. It was really, really expensive. It was <laughs> like a premium night. But it, it just was weird that the park closed at eight, but none of the Star Wars stuff began until nine. And then I was worried we were going to be like super beat by 1 a.m. But I got to admit, when we were got off of Hyperspace Man was the last thing we did. And when we got off of that, I was like, man, this feels like we should have gone on longer because there was just so much to do there's no possible way you're going to do it in that four hour time plus with since disney didn't really say much about what it entailed which goes into our next point (laughs) it would have been nice to know that you could order the food very early um there were people who knew about this ahead of time and they had done their mobile yeah they had done their mobile orders all them for a lot of them like we never got the yoda beignets from the mint julep bar 
because all those mobile order times were gone before we ever got there. And the regular line, as per always, <laughs> was incredibly long. So just, yeah, if they have one of these again, I would assume they'll still do mobile order. So just make sure you look into that early if you want to try some of the food. But there just wasn't a lot of information at all. Like, Dan was really confused when we got in there. He was like, so what's going on here? I'm like, there's going to be characters. There's some really good food. And there's going to be ri- some rides <laughs> some open. Rides. Like, and then he's like, you. yeah, like, <laughs> what rides? I'm like, honestly, I don't know. And there, we just had no idea ahead of time. We didn't even know that the Cafe Orleans was necessarily going to be part of this. And we had to like run over there and find out you had to go make a reservation right there and then for that night to get into the Cafe Orleans if you want. Yeah, to so you menu. could you could do the online um, make a re- reservation type thing. Um, I don't think they could. I don't think that they were doing online for the event itself. For the Cafe Orleans, I don't think they were. I thought there were some. Anyway, if there wasn't, it, like, so we went over there and we said, okay, because they were there were people in line in front of us, and they said, oh, you can come now and but you'll probably miss the fireworks and so I, I went up and asked them like we, we still want to see the fireworks when can we can we make a reservation for later and they're like yes what time would you like and then they like looked through their empty sheets of paper and well I was like, because they were finding the time they were just, <laughs> like that's why I don't think I that like, they had any there's clearly room I don't think they had advanced reservations because they were just writing things down I think the people who had already had a reservation were probably ones who had arrived at like six yeah and probably. already had gone and at, talked to them about getting on that um, wait list for later but, yeah, but you didn't know how that. are you supposed to know this how are you supposed they to didn't know? put it anywhere I checked that website so many different times to see what was going on but they didn't give any information and the map even that they gave you had very limited information yeah the map for like looking or finding the different characters it would it would have a little symbol of where a character is but you had to try and figure out Within that land, who was there and who was where? There were some where, like, the Ewoks were the only characters listed for yeah, Critter Country, right. so that so made sense. That, but, but then you knew that Ahsoka, the Tusken Raiders, and the Jawas were all in Fantasyland, but you, land, but you know didn't where. know where. No. And so that was frustrating. Um, so, <laughs> we, like we said, the food was amazing. Don't get me wrong. Um, I wanted a slush that um, I guess was special. It, it, when In going to look at it, because it wasn't really well described, um, it just had a glow cube. So they priced it at $17. Yes, $17 for a non-alcoholic uh, slush with a glow cube. So I was like, um, this is going to portend poorly upon the night. And even that cannelloni that I mentioned that was so good, it was twenty over $20, but it was only enough food for like one person. And the tapas, although some, like Jordan said, there's some of them were bigger than small what you would consider tapas. They each of them were were eighteen, twenty. I think 20, we got a total dollars. It was five plates, no drinks, and we was over seventy dollars. Yeah. So I I guess they're probably trying to make up for the because they have to buy these specialty things just for a short event. But it be if you want to try the food, be prepared to pay a pretty penny when you've already spent money to get into it. So it's it's kind of sad. Um, we brought up the merchandise, which was pretty cool, but they didn't really do a great job of advertising what it was going to be. And then I think to your point here, Dan, what you wrote down, the bigger problem was that there were some of these things that they're like, oh, this is going to be de- debuting tonight at Star Wars night. And then we were at the parks the next day and it was still, still there. there. <laughs> you could still get it. Like there were people, there was these dual moon, like eclipse shirts or something that were for Batu that they had, I guess, announced at the Star Wars con- um, celebration and said they're going to be available tonight at the Star Wars at the Star Wars night, 
And so there was like a half hour line, crazy long line, to get all the way around, like by the bathrooms, and it was clogging up the whole market, most of the marketplace. We were just—I asked Jordan, like, "What is this long line?" And then the annoying thing is, we were there in Galaxy's Edge the next morning, and still they there. were still there. The I, only thing that they sold out of was the Ahsoka Tano um, clothing. Like, okay, well, like we didn't even know what it was. Like, they don't have pictures of anything. Like, so how are you supposed to know? The only reason I knew, cause we went later and we're like, well, let's see what kind of merchandise they have. I asked a cast member who was, um, kind of directing where the end of the line was. And they said there was a special edition Ahsoka Tano lightsaber, dual lightsaber with a which we got the special next case, which would be, would be cool. It was very expensive, so we didn't get it, but uh, yeah, they had it the next day. They had it all the days we were there. They had uh, it the we, whole weekend. we saw people with the, the little boxes. So people were wasting their whole, whole star Wars night, night waiting for those lightsabers and they were available the next day. Oh, granted, I know some people may not have had reservations to go the next day, but you didn't have to get them just at star Wars night. But yeah. Sad. I mean, and they did the May 27th thing cause it wasn't May the 4th, but it was during the star Wars celebration. So there's all these people that are crazy about star Wars want to do it. And, I hope they didn't find out later that, oh, you could have gotten this another time. <laughs> and that all kind of leads into our last point was just the price. Dan mentioned it was $175 a person for this one. This was their more premium night. Um, I mean, we had tickets to go to Star Wars night back in when it was supposed to happen in 2020. And Disney had just quietly mentioned on their Facebook page in early 2022, like if you had tickets to star Wars night in 2020, call this number and you might be able to just switch your tickets over. And I did. And they said, well, if you want to go on the third, on the fourth or fifth, then we can just Even, give you your tickets yeah. based on what you already paid. Which I think we already paid like $140 or yeah, something a person, $135, something like that. But then if you want to go on May 27th, which I didn't know this was Star Wars Celebration, but if you want to go on this night, you have to pay an additional $40 a person, which we just did because at the time that was the only one that fit our schedule. And it's just, it was so much money for walking out of there just feeling like, what did we really do tonight? It was a cool experience, but our experience was limited. I, I really, I wouldn't say that we disliked it. I mean, I know we've been complaining about this for a very long time now. I wouldn't say that I disliked it, but if they ever said, would you like to go and do Star Wars Night again? And they still said it's going to be from like nine to one, I would say no. Because Sadly. It's, it's, especially for that price point. It was so expensive. I'm like, this, this is so much more money than what you would spend on a regular park ticket for that day. So much more. And I know they're saying that there's these special things that we don't normally do. Like, I get it. But it just doesn't last long enough to make it feel like that money was worth it. I think they're more expensive than the Halloween party. And oh, way more expensive. It's just crazy. Like, the grad night reunion that they're trying to sell tickets for right now, the most expensive night is $154. Huh. And so it's... Well, I guess that's two of the nights. Anyway, this is... It's just so much money and people are already spending so, so much. Like we spent that 170 plus dollars a person to get in. And then we spent well, like 150 or more dollars inside on food. And I don't really think we got any merchandise while we were inside for that, but it was just at the end of the night. You could have spent hundreds of dollars of merchandise. Jeez. So granted, again, this is specifically to the Star Wars night. This is not for any of the other ones. So maybe there has been a completely different experience. I only heard positive things about the villains night, but I don't really know details about what it entailed other than there were a lot of villains to meet. 
And even the details they've given about the grad night reunion, it seems like it could be cool because it's like this decades party thing. They have 60s and disco and um, I think modern dance party too. But even for $150, if it's anything like what we had for Star Wars night, I just can't get myself to say this is going to be worth it. So, I mean, take from that what you will. Maybe this is going to work out really well for you. Or maybe there's just a theme that you're like, but this is just so perfect. Like Sweetheart's Night would have been so cute for Valentine's Day, for couples to go out and have some time together. That would have been super cute. But maybe it's just because we were there on a really super busy night. I don't know. Or if you win the lottery. Or if you happen to win the lottery. And have infinite funds. (laughs) Then do all of these things. (laughs) (laughs) You never know. Maybe that'll happen. So... This is our experience, take it with a grain of salt. I know it's a lot of, it sounds like a lot of complaining, but honestly, it was an okay night. It just, there was, I loved the fireworks. I, it was really stupid to watch the, the cantina band, but it was fun. There was, uh, the food was really, really good. And it was fun to see people dressed up because they also allow costumes. Yeah. This with the Star Wars celebration. There was a lot of costumes. A lot of Ahsoka Tano's. Many of them. Many of them great. Many of them, hmm? What, what is that Ahsoka Tano? <laughs> You're nicer than me. <laughs> um, anyway, so that's that's just something to be thinking about if you're ever considering, do we want to do these Disneyland After Dark events? Just be thinking and making sure that you feel like it's going to be worth your money, even if you're not able to do everything that is advertising, because you probably won't. My guess is that you'd be able to do one and a half to two of the things that they're going to be advertising. Like, between, like, food and entertainment and characters and things like that. Honestly, if if anyone with clout is listening, just let fewer people in. Like, I think that would have helped a lot. It could have. Anyway. Maybe that's a simple answer is just sell fewer tickets. I don't know. Remember, if you're just wanting to go to the parks just from your usual and you're planning your trip, we've got our partners to get away today that you can always get um, a big deal from them. Right now, they're also doing some extra special tickets from Disneyland's uh, California resident offer as well. That's just for the summer of 2022. So those who are listening past then, sorry, but you can still get your tickets through them. Um, and then there's also a link if you uh, really enjoy listening and want to support us. There's uh, links down in the description as well that you can uh, check out. But uh, make sure that you follow us. Social media, Facebook, Instagram, uh, we do a lot of things there, particularly. And then uh, I think we're good. That's it. All right. We will see you guys all later. Okay. Bye. <laughs>